Hey guys, welcome to another Block Party podcast episode. Z and Chris talk about the latest and greatest scams in the crypto space, including a $3.6 billion money laundering heist, the massive Ponzi known as Wonderland, or time, and of course, some good old-fashioned hacks and rug pulls. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. And as always, we wish excellence upon our guests and hope you continue to stay locked in with us. We all gonna make it. Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. All right, today we're talking about rug pulls, Chris. Rug that, pulls. That we are. <clears throat> Crypto heists, rug pulls, scams, Ponzi's and hacks, and such, and the like. I mean, that is a lot uh, of that. To be fair, in the time that that we've been uh, covering this, this last two months have probably been one of the highest concentrations of just. Back to back to back in to magnitude, back you rugs. Think or volume. I, I feel like in volume, twenty twenty one was just a, a hack hacker, not a hacker, but a fucking scam bonanza. Wonderland? A that scam was... bonanza. The rug pulls, the audacity. It, honestly, it makes all the ICO rug pulls of twenty seventeen look pretty tame in comparison. High in key, high key. Because at least you know what those were a lot of like. Ah, uh, well, these companies are kind of just gonna go to. Sh- at least they came out with the product, you know. Like a lot of these rugs are literally just, just yeah, crazy. You know Actually, no, no, the 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 scam, the best scam, the best scam of all time, <laughs> definitely still Mount Gaz though. Oh, that was like some OG, the the Mount Gaz era. The Mount Gaz era is like like a like a tale you 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 know you tell your I don't know your grandkids. That apparently the the Winklevoss twins had to like wire money and like. Everyone conducted transactions. If they wanted to buy Bitcoin back then, you basically had to do it through Mount Gaz. It was like the biggest uh, brokerage that handled Bitcoin retail retail trading and transactions. It handled over, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, it handled over 70% of all Bitcoin transactions worldwide as the largest Bitcoin intermediary. Jeez. They were doing Sheesh. craziness. And, and... The thing is, though, is like a lot of these rug pulls are being enabled by what's it called legitimate sources because you can't just I mean, you can just rug pull to a what's it called to an open contract, you know, just like a copy and paste contract. And then, you know, a a good a good coder and stuff like that will be able to see fallacies inside of the coding and the documentation for uh, just a basic stock copy and print contract. For you to mint to basically collect on those funds but like 
I'm like currently what I'm thinking of right now is is like a lot of these scams that are being facilitated basically by large marketplaces. So places like Magic Eden and the one I'm specifically thinking about right now that comes to mind is just Balloonsville. And I, I just oh, yeah, briefly were, were talked about, about that. Yeah, this, this is the, this, I didn't hear about this one. So I'm going mean, to I'm going to so break. Uh, uh, yeah, but let me break down this. Dude. So so the this happened on Solana. And this is considered one of the wor worse Solana like rugs right now because Wor a lot worse than when Lil Uzi uh, rugged his rugged his Solana, his Yo. Solana fans. So so Six basically, plus floor at least. Six. <laughs> I mean, those are high high expectations for no return. Yeah. But but so basically, yeah. this group of guys. Oh my god, this is this is crazy. So the guys behind Balloonsville previously did this thing called big daddy ape club and now at this point i'm like if you do anything involving monkeys i want nothing to do with you i don't want no apes no mutant apes no bored apes big daddy apes combat ape, no no monkeys straight up like primate like chimpanzee like like none not nothing that has to do with apes i'm not aping in anymore but basically these guys created uh so here's what they did right so Magic Eden doesn't have a KYC uh, process, right? So basically, if you wanted to get on, if you had a big enough following and you had enough documentation, you could get Magic Eden to promote you using their platform, uh, their launch platform, which basically put you first and foremost using all the power of Magic Eden's uh, deployment facilities and their logistics. These guys okay. managed to submit all the right documents. They even hired people for for videos like videos with the creators so like they hired they hired actors in a fake location to read out scripts and like host amas and videos and stuff like that day comes they 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 get all they get 1.3 million dollars of of funding from Solanda from from people who minted a balloonsville right okay and then on their twitter page they go and you know what we're going to do today? We're going to rug. We're going to rug today. Like, the tweets were so audacious, my guy. Like, these guys said, <laughs> one of the things we're going to first put the funding that we used to is to the WWE. And we're going to go buy some WWE tickets. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at this stuff right now. It looks like Magic Eden. So, tell me the difference. Magic Eden is essentially the parent company that funded Bloomsville. No, so... Magic Eden, that... Magic Eden is the platform. So it's like OpenSea or SoulSea uh, or, or they're the marketplace. But what they would do is like they would work together with projects that look legitimate and, you know, give them the push on their launch platform. So if you got part of their launch platform, you would get featured. You would you would show it would show you bare on the screen how many are being minted, how quickly, what the price is going to be. They facilitated like the contract for it to go through and they took 1.3 million dollars with magic eden's help now magic eden basically had to do a lot of backtracking on bloomsville so uh Looks i want like they did they, they conducted some damage control over here yeah i'm reading an article that basically they they kind of took over and offered refunds uh they derugged the balloons refund minters who sold below the floor and they're offering an option to refund to holders so um I, I mean at least they're kind of you know conducting damage control and getting that that money back to 
to users. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it, it sounds like Magic Eden basically green-lighted the project, so they kind of... They're kind they of facilitated it. They 100% yeah. facilitated And you got to really think about that. We were talking about rug pulls, right? A lot of these rug pulls usually happen independent of platforms like OpenSea or... Because this just looks Magic Eden look bad. And I'm going to get to OpenSea because OpenSea has been having some, some oh, issues yeah, there this too. Oh, the big one. This is the big one. So, yo, for our, our users that, that are listening, uh, a rug pull is exactly what it sounds like. Imagine there's a rug beneath you and someone just yanks that shit right, right from beneath your feet. Like, you know, you're Yoink. basically left without a floor. Yoink, and you're left without a floor. So, and... um, there's there's a few different types of rug pulls, which is uh, what I was learning today. So, um, you know, the, the rug pull is basically where where it all starts. The listing, I'm sorry, the listing is where the scam starts. Mm -hmm. So investors like you or me, we purchase the scam projects tokens. You know, hopefully we're we're looking for like some sort of price increase or some some liquidity to the supply. And these typically these projects are on DEXs. Is that right, Chris? Typically, right? The the one I found that was on a centralized exchange was a uh Turkish crypto exchange Thodex. Um but apparently the founders just went missing with two billion dollars in client funds in April two thousand twenty one. That's insane. Nah, two billion dollars nah, in April twenty twenty one. Yo. The following nah. was this was followed by a Dogecoin inspired Anubis Dow theme. Wow. That's insane. So th those are the centralized ones, but the DEXs are a little bit different. So basically, the, the liquidity is provided by the tokens of whichever blockchain that project is built on, such as, you know, uh, Ethereum or uh, SPL tokens, right, for Solana. Mm -hmm. And and that could that could turn into millions of dollars, basically, right, depending on, on how the to token is valuated, the circulating supply, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the project's up for a few days or a few hours. Uh, I don't know, how, how long was... Uh, Bloomsville up was this like an instant rug was this it like was an instant immediate okay. like immediate okay, so they like went a, to twitter and gloating wham bam thank you ma'am type of type of situation uh this is where all oh, right so liquidity pools can turn into tens of millions or even hundreds of millions of dollars and then basically this is where the scammers they strike and they pull all the liquidity away from the dexes and you know they they keep the entire they pocket the entire amount and the rug is complete so um apparently there's a way to like you know well, well here's the here's the funny part so there's a there's an important point here because um developers of projects don't lock their tokens or lock control over the tokens liquidity pool on a dex and are able to retract the entire pool um locking the liquidity can be done via burning the private key used to start the liquidity pool at which time it's technically impossible for a rug pull to occur. So if you guys are listening, me and Chris were actually um, learning about a rug pull that occurred with, interestingly enough, they basically decided to start a Twitter. I think it was called Rug Pull Twitter or something like that. And basically this, they decided to expose um, projects with, with code that seemed like rug pulls. So they exposed the rug pull projects and they actually got funded with $2 million. I think it was by OpenSea or by some, some other uh, crypto, uh, crypto group or crypto project. So they basically got funded $2 million to, to help weed out these rug pull projects. And then they took that $2 million and rug pulled the people that gave it to them.
So I'm, I mean, at this point, everyone's a scammer. I just don't trust anyone. I'm not gonna lie. That's that that that's so ingenious. You know, that's, we that's gotta like flip it. You, bitch. Yeah, we yeah, flipped like it a... straight up on you. Like we really just flipped the entire script on you. I the audacity. Yeah. You know what's funny? Remember back in 2017 and 2018 when we thought the BitConnect guys were like the Ocean's Eleven of scammers? They were so obvious. Now that now now that you look at it, you know. Yeah, like now they went and put on an entire show for us in front of our face, and it turned out to be just yeah. all scams. And we were like, "All right, this had to be the Ocean's Eleven. They had to find the best phone scammers, the best the best email scammers, the fishers, you know, the best grifters. Like all together, build that. What what these rugs are doing today make BitConnect look so." mediocre in comparison it's it's so hilarious it makes it makes them look like used car salesman yo used car salesman but like oh man so my bad you were talking about the the open c nft nft hack and guys this just happened so basically well there are two I mean, open they're, you're they're thinking about you're like thinking about the no dude there are two of them that you're thinking about the, the two of them i forgot the i brought up to you the first one the one about the delisting the delisting exploit that was uh taken uh advantage of by people who didn't understand how open like why you should pay the gas to delist your your product instead of just you know unlisting it and making it hidden. Um, oh, I'm talking about I'm talking about this one that just happened right the here. The fishing one, the fishing one, right where yeah, yeah, where because OpenSea OpenSea changed their contract or something like that. Yo. Yeah, exactly. I, so, uh, yeah, but tell tell me about the other one. Because I have the I have the info right here in front of me for the uh, for the fishing for one, the right? Fishing one. Yeah, for so, the fishing one. Yeah. So the the earlier one I was talking about was, and I'm not I'm mind you for everybody listening at home, uh, I highly suggest you go and look up. There's many many different more in depth, uh, conversations and videos on YouTube that I'd highly recommend looking into, like the technicalities of how this exploit happened because the technicalities behind how this uh contract exploit uh happened is actually kind of ingenious but basically a scammer was able to uh what's it called purchase uh hundreds of nfts so like board ape nfts uh different valuable nfts that were being sold on OpenSea because of people who would list their uh assets and then delist them but instead of spending because everything on the blockchain requires a transaction cost right you need to spend gas in order to make it go but there were people out there who would try to unlist their stuff and basically make their make their um sale private so that this way it wouldn't be visible to everybody however it still was going at that earlier price point that it was being offered at so people would delist it and this guy managed to find an exploit that allowed him to mint or not mint i'm sorry purchase these uh listings at lower price points than they were actually worth so lower than the floor price it would purchase at a earlier floor price that a person would set it at so for example a board ape being sold at like two eth and somebody unlisted it and then the floor price goes up to 125 eth well that guy would probably try to relist it at or make it public publicly like purchasable at like 125 eth but this guy was purchasing in at two eth so he got he got valuable assets at such a cheap uh a cheap uh value and this is more of a lesson of people because this isn't a failure of of open it isn't a failure of open sea because of designs to not like you know 
you build in ways to make sure that people don't fat finger like extra decimals or less decimals. Uh, you like you your UI guy is going to design ways to make sure that the user is as best protected as possible. But ultimately speaking, people should always properly unlist their NFTs. That's the moral of that story. But Z, moving on to the second one, the fishing one, which is actually a very smart. It's not a rug pull, but it's just. A great... it, it looks like some something yeah it looks like something was exploited right three million yeah. in, so these are the headlines these are sensational headlines but just so people get a context get a bird's eye view yeah three million in nft technically this was a hack so this was a three million i mean fit fishing the, the one you just mentioned right with the exploit um i would call those hacks just because they're not technically rug pulls right they didn't promise a project and then you know steal liquidity or they didn't you know promise a project and then disappear with the money once it was raised mm -hmm. um th these are technically kind of like hacks it looks like on <clears throat> so this is the this is the three million in nft stolen in apparent phishing attack on OpenSea users uh blah 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 saturday night attackers stole hundreds of nfts from OpenSea users causing a late night panic among the site's broad user base 254 tokens stolen over the course of the attack, including tokens from Decentraland and Board Ape Yacht Club. Obviously, why would I why would I steal tokens from like other you know if I'm if at this point if I'm hacking like I'm I'm taking the the daddy coins you know I'm taking the daddy NFTs the the Board Ape Yacht Clubs I'm taking Crypto Punks Decentraland uh, I'm taking the, the top the attacks yeah the top stuff like stuff that you know it's going to be valuable. Uh, the bulk of the attacks took place between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, targeting 32 users in total. Oof. Um, so let's see. Here we go. We get to, this is the meat and the potatoes of the hack. Mm -hmm. The attack appeared to have exploited a flexibility in the Wyvern protocol. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. The open source standard underlying most NFT smart contracts, including those made on OpenSea. Describe the attack in two parts. First, targets signed a partial contract with a general authorization and large portions left blank. With the signature in place, attackers completed the contract with a call to their own contract, which transferred ownership of the NFTs without payment. In essence, targets of the attack had signed a blank check, and once it was signed, attackers filled in the rest of the check to take their holdings. Damn. That's a hack. Whew. Honestly, honestly, uh, like, Damn, that's why you got to yeah. write good code. That's yeah. why you got to write good code. There's there's nothing for me to say about that. That's like you literally left money on the table for for hackers to steal. You know? Yeah. I mean? And you know how we always describe this as the wild wild west. It's like the tech is so new and not being stress test enough because there's just such a high barrier to entry to uh, interact and actually like you know. It's really hard to stress test this code, but like this is why you make sure you cross your T's, you dot your I's. This is why you write good code because ultimately speaking, it's one thing to say that you got, you know, exploited, you know, an exploit was made advantage of, but think about the economic loss of value outside of just what was stolen, like the loss of faith. Like I I was saying this earlier is that OpenSea just got valued at 13 billion dollars, like do you think that $13 billion still stands like the same, the exact same? 
So a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, yo, man, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, man. A lot of people on the on cryptoverse and crypto Twitter, they're basically like, it's over for OpenSea. It's not, it can't survive an attack like this. A lot of people are calling an end to OpenSea after it got exploited, which, which kind of explains why the price of Bitcoin just took a shit on itself today. It literally dropped like, just in the past, yeah, it, it fell below 40,000. All the way to 38. So this definitely had to do with the attack, bro. I don't think it has to do because here's the thing. You don't buy, you don't buy, um, what's it called? Uh, on OpenSea, you can't buy with Bitcoin. That's a Ethereum only marketplace. Yeah. No, and Polygon. Uh, Ethereum's not doing, yeah, Ethereum's not doing too hot either. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, three. I wouldn't want to directly attribute like the effects of Bitcoin and the price movement there to these attacks because Here's the th remember what we were saying is like uh Bitcoin and Ethereum are stress tested as the as the protocols not as what OpenSea is doing because OpenSea has a problem with their with their writing with their contract writing but oh oh yeah yeah I don't I I'm not I'm not saying that the the price drop is justified I'm saying that panic in OpenSea just makes people who who are holding any type of crypto kind of panic and sell it anyway. Like, the news might not be related, right? It's kind of like the China situation yeah. last year where a bunch of people sold their Bitcoin and Ethereum. Meanwhile, like, the, if anything, all they had to do was relocate the mining activity from China to, to a different place, right? It was unwarranted. Like, the hash, rate was, yeah, the hash rate was raising. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was no reason for, for the panic. It's just that people don't understand crypto that well. So they, yeah. they respond by, by panic selling or, like, you know, like, brash movements you know but i feel like that's normal like i i mean like that's a that's a now that's a normal yeah. weather pattern of, of yeah crypto. yeah that's that's like that's like facebook you know changing their 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 name to meta and everyone's like oh my god you know and, and it dropped 30 percent. like you know people are just scared they're like well what's going on you know so yeah they react like the, the most simple way they can emotionally yeah uh let's see I'm I'm thinking yeah, but, about, but I mean, what what I mean that that's like something OpenSea should have, they should have handled that, man. Here's here's also a thing, like really, this goes back to the uh, testament of what you said earlier, which is uh, you got to write good code. Like, imagine Vitalik Buterin coded OpenSea, you know, like that okay. that stuff. Do you think he would allow he, it, in the same way, like why Valve is such a a well designed place for a private company, you know, like. They could well, they take I forever. Know, I don't know how <clears throat> I don't know how good of a coder um Vitalik is definitely better no, not, than me, but not I don't mean but Vitalik like, himself. <clears throat> I mean like the the organization oh, like the Ethereum, destruction. The yeah, Ethereum the Ethereum organization. Yeah. yeah. Like if the Ethereum Foundation directly coded their own native marketplace, you know? Like OpenSea I mean, was fair, created. We we on. can't we can't we can't turn a blind eye. I mean it, it's not like Ethereum didn't have its own like, you know, hiccups and hurdles, you know, as as it grew. You know, fair things. The, the, the DAO, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah, the Ethereum, like Ethereum Classic, that whole situation, that yeah. wasn't too nice, you know? And then, like, but they oh, bounced right, back Ethereum from getting it. Stolen. They did yeah, they bounce, bounce back, back from it. I personally think people are overreacting. I think OpenSea will bounce back just because it has so much money behind it, so much backers and like all users, you know what I mean? It would, it, it would have to fuck up worse than literally losing 32. How much did it lose? It got, it affected 32 users. Yeah. But there's probably like, hundreds if not thousands of users on OpenSea. so absolutely and just mad people are using yeah. these and think about it though like Wait, did i say hundreds obviously thousands no, thousands yeah 
tens of thousands. Tens yeah, of thousands. Yeah, yeah. Tens of thousands at any given time is probably more accurate. Yeah. But I'm so thinking yes, about the hacker, that. The hacker did exploit exploit a you know a, a weak you know a weak link in OpenSea. But you know like it it could have been way worse. Huh? I mean, yeah. People imagine the crypto market is at the real the real fear is like you know two years from now when there are more adopters and these problems have not been solved. You know, like on the next biggest marketplace or the next big like a Facebook marketplace that you know services crypto in the metaverse, like. Imagine there are holes in the contracts there, and then and then Facebook's like, oh my God, we're literally bleeding money, you know? Like, that's a real problem. It's not just a problem for today. It's like, if these problems didn't get exploited and more people were using at a higher rate, this could have been catastrophic. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But talking about talking about catastrophic. Yeah, I mean, catastrophic speak speak about the big one. Speak about <clears throat> this, speak this, on the so big this, one. This was the big this was the big big daddy, the 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 story time story of the year. No, this the, is the heist of the year. The heist of the year. What's this girl's Jesus name? Christ. What's this girl's name? I just I, I Heather, Heather Morgan. Heather Morgan is our scammer make, of the year. Up, she is the she is the goat. Up, born and bred, New York City. Born yo. Bro, born and bred like. Uh, New York City scam. This is this is a crazy story, by the way. <laughs> this is the Martin guys... Scorsese of hackers of of, yeah, of, yeah. of of stories. This is like, oh man, Heather Morgan, like ah man, you you pulled the finesse of all finesses. The fact that you thought that three you was gonna get away with three point six billion, the audaciousness of it. Uh, there's no, a photo they out did, there. though they did yeah. i don't know they did get away with it that's the crazy part no they, they're they're going like they, they're they're getting arrested no, right no, now they're, they get no like, no they're getting arrested well they they got away right, like, let's put let's give they, context let's give context well, yeah, yeah, yeah i want to give context they, yeah they, they, all right so these all right guys <laughs> heather morgan and Ilya lichtenstein right couple married couple uh were, this dude's were last name is lichtenstein <laughs> Yeah, Liechtenstein, which is a small country, by the way, in in Western Europe, it's very small. Like it, it basic, it's basically a it's principality. A, it's a castle. It's just tax, a castle. Yeah, it's a, it's literally a tax. It's yeah, it's, it's a tax, tax haven. Castle. Yeah. Anyway, the, these guys stole three point six billion dollars <laughs> worth. Just the two of them, a married couple. By the way, you guys have to see this. You have to see Heather Morgan on Twitter or the internet. She's actually a part-time rapper or full-time rapper. I don't know. What. She she's a jack of all trades. She was doing like me, digital media marketing. She was like doing consulting. Then her and her basically the story goes, her and her husband chanced upon uh, ninety-five thousand of the hundred twenty thousand bitcoins that chance were taken. Yeah, chance. Yeah. Chance. It, it, it's just a it's just a crazy. Um, it so fell from the sky. That? It fell from that was um, Bitfinex in 2016. They oh just... right, so that's when Bitfinex got hacked. Yeah, guys. So so a bunch of this money <laughs> went missing, right? It was valued into it was valued at 4.5 billion dollars, right? No. So at the time, at the time, it. it was worth 30 million dollars of tokens stolen. That ah, got okay. that got so back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 30 million dollars worth of tokens back in the day, which is still now, a lot of money. Like think about that. Is, like a lot like, of money. A lot, 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 lot of money. Apparently, apparently they only spent around three million dollars worth of it. They were able to successfully wash. Well, maybe they spent more, but they washed three million dollars. Three, yeah. So they they turned three million of it into into USD. But it looks like who knows how much they spend in crypto though. You know, you could buy a lot of stuff with crypto nowadays. 
buy houses in crypto, like assets in crypto. Yeah. Yo, like uh, no lie, like this wasn't a failure of the this whole thing is they got away with it. They managed to chance. We don't know how they got away with it, guys. They get they got away with it. Um, That's the thing. I don't Heather know Morgan, how they got caught. Heather Morgan. Well, you were describing. You described how they got caught. Basically, they were just laundering too much at any one. Yeah, time, right? yeah. They're laundering. The problem here was a failure of the laundering. The Department of also, mind you, shout outs to the Department of Justice. They don't got to return nothing to nobody. So they got caught by the Department of Justice because they were doing a long term investigation into their laundering practices. Turns out, they're not that great at laundering. And you know what's crazy? You could be good at a lot of things, but but when it comes to making sure uh, a successful operation happens... You, no, no, you could be bad at... When you're a criminal, you could be bad at certain things, but you can't be bad at laundering. Yeah, no, you need That's a good a launderer. Yeah, you need a good... You, no, you need a good person at every... You need a good hacker. You need a good... You need a good tumbler. You need a good uh, uh, coordinator, you know, Heather Morgan and... Her husband. They, were they great. had the perfect heist movie. They just didn't hire the launderer, bro. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't hire Marty Bird. Yo, that's really what Marty. happened, man. How do you have all that money and not hire Marty, a fire money laundering accountant? You know, like why? Why not? You could definitely pay him in crypto. Bro, yeah, three. Yo, they really messed uh, up, man. Yeah, like that's the real crazy part about this is that's the thing I don't understand. You have also, all yeah, this money. Time, you had enough time and money. Too. Yeah, like you I don't get it. Hired. I'm a lab. Man. Six yeah, years. Guys, you, Six it, it sounds years. like we wanted them to, to win. It, the, the reason is because you guys should you guys should look at this this uh couple. You should look at these couple. two human beings. This is a yeah, great lesson. Look, yeah, this is a great lesson, man. Like you you have no idea who who anyone is. Realistically, even like some of these articles I was reading about them, their own friends were like Jesus Christ, we had no idea. So, all right, get this. This is how you know they had no idea kind of what they were doing. Or they did. Who knows, man? Like, that. see, this is, what I, this is why I really want to know what happened. Because the two allegedly came into possession of nearly 95,000 of the 120,000 coins that were taken. Valued well into the billions, they allegedly stored the coins in digital wallets using accounts registered under their real names and home address to launder the stolen assets. <laughs> Authorities say the pair successfully washed 2.9 million, converting the, the illicit crypto into gold, NFTs, Walmart gift cards, and other goods that wouldn't give way the alleged source of their mysterious livelihood. But here's the, here's the, here's the, just listen to this part, man. So when the FUD, the, the FUDs, the Federales, right, finally raided this couple's apartment in Wall Street. <laughs> they found tens of thousands of dollars in cash, a hollowed out book for transporting the bills, and a bag labeled burner phone. Like, bro, this is like I YouTube, or like, not even, I, wa I, how I really to... watched Ocean's Eleven, how to launder money, how to, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't get it, bro. They, how did they first of all i want to know how they found these bitcoin i have a feeling no like they they were definitely involved upon no they didn't chance involved. no no uh, it's it's the 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 large scale impression about this situation about heather morgan is that she probably was involved with the with the lion's gate of being able to crack bitfinex's exchange like security on their exchange and a combination of her and somebody else potentially her husband we don't know but she is one of the people who orchestrated and helped 
pull off the heist for those for those those coins. The thing is, they've definitely here's the thing. I think it probably was just her. It was just her and her husband because if you had a big enough team, you know, uh, obviously the rule is two pe uh, three people could keep a secret if two people are dead, right? And yeah, and obviously. You don't want a big team saying, oh, we have $3.6 billion in, in crypto. How are we going to wash it? But like, yo, it's you and your husband. You could have went to an accountant and be like, yo, a good lawyer, a good lawyer, a good Cayman's Islands guy. Like, guys, this isn't rocket science. Yo, if Donald Trump and every single person in 1% can figure out ways, strategic legally, ways. Le legally laundered their money. You yeah, can definitely figure this shit out. You know but, what I mean? Like, we're not here encouraging we're, rugs. By we're the not way. encouraging laundry. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Do we're not. We're just disappointed. Yeah, we're well. we're disappointed that they like, were able. You to did pull the this hard off. part. You yeah, did, yeah, you did the hard part already. Like I don't. Yeah, it's just the, the other part just took a longer yeah. time. That's all you needed was like take out a yeah. couple of loans in your names, business loans. You know, start up a failing business. Like anyway, but you guys, you guys should really just Google this couple because not only is, is the story crazy, not only is the, is the amount crazy, her her she her whole movements, her she whole movements was crazy. Movement. She just she was just moving different. <laughs> she she started a a side hustle as a rapper, a rapper <laughs> the crocodile of Wall Street. You should see these music. She dropped music videos, bro. This wasn't like some. She was really about this life. There's a yeah. whole. There's a whole bunch of videos of her rapping. Like people, people are just bewildered on Twitter. Yeah. They're like, you know "How did this person feel this much money?" I put her in the Hall of Fame next to uh the Theranos uh girl Elizabeth Holmes, who who okay. finessed nine billion dollars out of VC uh funding and Apple and all these people bought into her story, and she's like one of the great American female criminals. Like, wait, is that the one Netflix just dropped that? Uh... No, 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 no. You're thinking about the uh, the heiress. She invented a persona about being an heiress in Venangana. Uh, is what you're thinking about? I'm talking about yeah, yeah. Theranos, which was like a nine billion, like investors, VC capital firms, because of her blood, like her, her, um, what's it called? Her uh, device that would allow people to get a huge profile of data just from a prick of blood. And like mad okay. people bought in onto it. Like her, have, have, this girl, Heather Morgan, like, and also guys, once again, like I said, I want you guys to pull away from this whole episode and all the research you'll inevitably do about it because I highly recommend this. This is great reads and great watches. Um, they're going to make a movie about this girl some point in the future. Like, a real talk. I want you to, guys to realize this oh, rapper. Oh, by the way, if you're one of these scammers and you want to talk, yo, we're to totally. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And, and, like, you could be anonymous. We don't care. I mean. Obviously, you're probably gonna be anonymous, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you you're know, not... Yeah, just yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. We're, hit we're hit us. Man. Hit us with the OX Sifu Wonderland like yeah, voice modulator. Don't rob, don't rob us though. That's don't, that's all. Don't rob nobody. Like don't rob nobody. Yeah, yeah. But just hypothetically talk about how you want to rob yeah. people. But the point I'm trying to make here is this, guys. If this girl could do it, you can do anything. If this rapper girl who literally had a hat that said "We give zero fucks." Yeah. can do it Zero. you can do it this is that new york hustle mentality that me and z just always talk about new york city moves on demon time like demon time like Have here no, big ideas no are made big ideas and that also means big scams and that means the girl who finessed bitfinex you know 
Like, yeah. she could have done then, so much more, man. I'm thinking, like, NFT scams, like, like, DAO scams, like, bad code scams. Like, she oh, could have... talking about... She could have doubled down. Potentially, one, potentially Wonderland type uh, yeah. Ponzi's. Yeah, Wonderland like, level. So now, now let's talk about the Ponzi's, bro. <clears throat> I think bro, Ponzi the year goes to Wonderland for sure. Man, bro, because here's the thing. The, the tech is not... This is the part because I was a big proponent of Wonderland too. And this goes to show you could even get smart guys like me. I'm not saying I'm infallible. But what I am saying is this was different than a rug. This wait, was wait, a... wait, wait. You, but Chris, you were, but you also kind of understood the inherent risks. Yes. I mean, it's not like, you know, it, it did say 83,000% yields yeah. on the front page. You know what I mean? Like, you can't ignore that. That's no, like, obviously not. That, that's too qu- That That's like, you know, when, uh, when they sell THC products and they just have like a big, like, biohazard sign with exclamation marks. It's like, you know, you consume know at you your own risk. Yeah, yeah, consume at your own risk. Because here's the thing: is... on a on a on a on a Ponzi scheme, you a lot of people can make money. You just got to be on the right side of that coin flip. I mean, technically, the U.S. dollar is a Ponzi, guys. So, but he's uh, not, to, Chris, to, not wrong. to 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 di- differentiate between a rug pull and a Ponzi, like uh, overall people, I feel like people misuse the word rug pull, like it's overpopularized. A rug well, pull yeah, there's, is there's definitely di- I, l- I learned a bunch of different rug pulls exist, right? But like, yeah, there Ponzi's are, different. There right? are com- there are companies that just fail that people call rug pulls. No, they just uh, did not they did not get the funding that they needed. They did not get the operations yeah. that they needed. Like sometimes a company is just not a good that, buy. That project's you know? just dead. Yeah. Know? And that's that's not a rug pull. That is a failure of the organization's ability to maintain the product that they had. Or maybe there wasn't even a market for the product that they had. But that's like invest at your own risk. A Ponzi is a scheme that continuously grows to take and extract value. It, it pays back. It basically pays back old investors with new investor money, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're an, if you're an original investor, right, you got in early in the project, then you're good, right? But yeah. um, you know, obviously, enough people in the world don't exist for this to work out. So. You know, for well for everyone anyway. <clears throat> so as but, as you get closer closer and closer to the you know, the the newer investors, um, you know, there's just there's no money for them to, to get any, you know, to get any return. So, you know, you And just to flesh you know, out what the the thing about Wonderland is, just just for context for our people listening, and this will probably be our last story of the day, our last story from Ruglandia. But um basically you got to understand the relationship and the concept of liquidity pools and being able to invest your money and have it spread across multiple different assets and how these financial products are offered. Um, another similar company that a lot of these uh, uh, protocols started um, forking off of, the big one, which is OHM Olympus, made by a very smart man. Like, Olympus is a very good product. But, like, stuff like what, what happened with Wonderland was basically it was uh, OHM and Olympus copycat that was using people's money to basically reinvest on different protocols, had a buyback protocol so that this way it would always maintain the value of the token. But that's the technicalities of, of what actually happened. I'm very, very bigly paraphrasing the, uh, the context of it. But basically, the treasury was basically being run by a man named OX Sifu. Now, there's a man named Daniel Esta who ran the Wonderland Project. He claims that he did not know 
who OX Sifu is. And for the context of this story, OX Sifu basically was one of the co-founders behind one of the largest gotcha, gotcha schemes with a company called Quadriga, which unfortunately lost the $175 million like token uh, acclamation on their exchange. And Quadriga CX basically folded. And the the co the founder of this place disappeared and OX Sifu just, you know, oh, he lost it. I don't know what happened. So he comes back and becomes the main manager of a of the Wonderland protocol and he manages their treasury. And people did a little more digging, a little more research, and the the wallet that he was maintaining somehow just increased in value to two hundred million dollars to get more people like this guy basically got away with with two mate multi hundred million dollar gotcha pulls, liquidated all the money out the Ponzi. He was one of the early investors. They pulled out their value. He came off nice and night. The guy, the the Quadriga money is still nowhere to be seen, and people are left once again holding the L. And that's a story about 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 Ruglandia today. What like? This yeah, guy got I mean, away like with that, it that, twice. That guy was basically that. I mean, if he wasn't planning, if he wasn't like, here's the thing: even if Wonderland wasn't an actual Ponzi, having a guy like that associated with it is just like it's basically a Ponzi waiting to happen. Maybe they just didn't, you know, pull pull out. Like he basically got uh, found out. You know, he basically got the rug pulled underneath him before he was able to complete fully enact this Ponzi. The, complete yeah. the Ponzi. Because look, this guy, I mean, he's involved in money scams, fraud, burglary, quadriga, CX. Like, this guy is a long term. He was handling term. the treasury, bro. He was managing the treasury. This like, is this, not the guy. Yeah, this is not the guy you want handling handling your you know your absolutely your, your, not your Federal Reserve Dow. You know, you don't want this going on. This and is... and really, really think about that. How is it that Daniel Esta did not know who this man was? Like yeah, you that, see, see, so this is the this is the whack part of of Anon, uh, anonymity, anonymous avatars running these things. Anyone could become associated with them, and that guy doesn't know what he did in his in his previous organization. He just knows, damn, this dude knows so much about running, you know, like a treasury. Yeah, he does because he's a professional scammer. You know, I, I mean? call so, cap though. I call cap. You do not build this whole thing. And not know who's running your like. How did you let an anonymous man run nearly a half a billion dollars worth of value? You know, like, like, not even a KYC process. I mean, like, you as a human being have to know another man to do this. And you're telling me you at no point researched this man. And like, according this is to why his you got this is why you got to trust your team, man. I don't this think here's the thing. I think he was team. in on it. I think Daniel Esta was in on it. I think. I think his involvement in one way, shape, or form. Here's the thing. I think, here's, here's how he says it. He's like, people can be more than what they were in the past. You know, like, you know, people can learn and change and become better people with the talents that they have. That, while that is true, right? Here's the real truth about this situation. Even if he believed that, right? Why'd you omit this then? What, is it possible that you may have known that if you let this information out, that you let this this professional finesser on your team run the most important job on the team. If you potentially let your investors know this when they first started getting in, 
that maybe they would have thought second about making that investment from the get-go oh oh no no way yeah no way like there's no way anyone's investing if this guy's associated with yeah the like like oh, dan dan either daniel esther didn't know which makes him an <clears> idiot <throat> or daniel esther did know and omitted because he knew that the potential uh risk of his association would lead to worse outcomes which i mean since we've been talking uh ohm or i'm sorry time just broke uh three hundred dollars that 299 uh, yeah well guys i mean it went from ten thousand dollars to three hundred dollars so this thing suffered immensely at one point it was oh jesus christ at one point it was uh oh this was really low at one point i mean um yeah it is what it is man it, it's at three hundred dollars right now and realistically realistically this thing flatlined and it's not coming back no no it's yeah. it's over the party is over it, on that one yeah wonderland is over guys so uh, the the biggest takeaway from here is um there's a lot going on like there's a lot of cd characters shady characters in crypto so you know it's it's not all uh i don't know butterflies and rainbows I mean, there's and, definitely Moon and Lambos, you know, there's definitely valid projects, guys. I don't want to scare you away from crypto. But at the end of the day, you know, with all this stuff going on, man, there's a lot of people getting got. So I don't want you to be one of those get gotters, okay? And before, you know, and before, we, and before we wrap up this episode, for the listeners at home, here's just a really good, simple piece of advice. Create two wallets. Have a hardware wallet, we'd suggest, and we're not sponsored by them yet. But we suggest getting a Trezor or a Ledger, yeah. uh, get a Ledger Nano, hold that as a hardware wallet with all your cryptocurrency. So don't leave it on an exchange because there's another story I'd like to get to about Canada and cryptocurrency that we'll do on next week's episode. But Is this with the Canadian government of freezing uh, people's accounts? Yeah, and they, they could get their accounts frozen in Canada and their crypto, they won't be able to pull out from the exchange because the exchange will have to comply with with uh the government mandates but Oof, that, that sounds like a political episode that's a great political episode and i'd like to get into that later but that's not for this episode just to wrap up here guys get yourself a ledger nano any money that you need to connect your wallet to to get access to any of these projects that may be highly risky just use a burner wallet that you're you're okay and you don't hold any money on there you don't hold any money or any nfts more than the necessary value of what you purchase the transaction that yeah you, you want it to partake in at the it, time right? if your nft costs 0.2 eth put 0.2 eth and some gas on there and then move the nft off of that wallet into your stored wallet ledger just started up implementing uh a visualizer on their ledger live so that you can see your nfts and you won't need uh open or you won't need uh like your mobile version of metamask to be able to see it just make sure you Keep that section not touching anything. Only touches the open the the hot wallet, and the hot wallet is the only thing that interacts with everybody. Make sure you keep you guys self. Make sure you keep yourself safe. Um, and you know, for all the people that do follow us and take our word for advice, you know, make sure that you're participating in very safe practices. Do your own research. Yeah, pra practice safe crypto, guys. Yeah. So with that. Thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. See you guys. Peace.